Here at Lockdown uh, NHL, we ranked some previous cup winners, and there's a little bit of slander going on in the rankings. We're going to talk about that, who's too high, who's too low, and uh, who should be honorable mentions on today's Lockdown NHL. Your Lockdown NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On NHL uh, Thursday edition. I am Jay Foster, host of Locked On Blue Jackets. With me is Hunter Hodes, host of Locked On Penguins. He's taken a quick break from talking about Eric Carlson to uh, come and talk about some previous Stanley Cup winners. Uh, well, before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On NHL is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube and Sirius X. Um, I also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL and you're going to get a free white tech hat with any order. You're not going to want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. Uh, let's, okay, let's let's just get straight into it, Hunter. Uh, we ranked the, I believe, every Stanley Cup win since the 2003, since the 2005 lockout, I believe. Um, and there were some... Some rankings here that made sense, and a whole lot that didn't. Uh, so I'm going to start off with one that I think uh, is is very egregious. And I do think partially this is, by the way, I, I think it's a lot of recency bias, or not necessarily recency bias, but I think it's a lot of people don't remember these teams as much because they happened, you know, a decade, decade or more ago. Um, I'm just going to throw up the teams on the screen uh, real quick, and then we'll get into them. Uh, so I know that Twitter only saw the top 10. Uh, we actually ranked the 18. Um, so I want to talk about number 16 here, Hunter. Uh, the 2012 Los Angeles Kings were ranked 16th. Uh, that feels wild to me, considering what they did, because that team was just... A lot of it was... Um, a lot of it was Jonathan Quick in fairness, who decided he was going to win a Stanley Cup and they get they could come along if they wanted to. But, like, I think people forget just how bonkers good that team was on the way to the playoffs. Oh, on the way to, to a Stanley Cup, excuse me. They steamrolled everyone that year. They absolutely rolled through the Western Conference. If I recall correctly, they finished with a Stanley Cup playoffs record of 16-4. and four. They barely lost. So. The only team that really gave them a little bit of a fit was what the Devils in the final, and, and barely even then they, they steamrolled them as well. They did not have a close series at all, and they came in as a number eight seed. They just absolutely kicked butt, took names there, honestly. And you said it best. Jonathan Quick said, "I'm not going to go home, and I'm going to lead this team to a Stanley Cup." And Drew Doughty was awesome. Kopitar was also great. Dustin Brown, that's why I think everyone started to realize that Dustin Brown was one of the more underrated players in the league at that time. He was awesome for the Kings during that run. But just that team was so deep. Their defense was good. They were well coached. It was a typical Daryl Sutter team, to mm -hmm. be honest. And when Quick is playing like that, they were not going to win. I, the fact that they were ranked number 16 there is just a joke, to be honest. Yeah, I think I genuinely think it is just that people forget you know, like I was thinking about it and I was like, I thought, and then I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, this is one of the, in my mind, anyway, this is one of the top three, maybe top five cup winning teams in the last, you know, 
was it 18 years that we did? Jonathan Quick had a 946 save percentage in, in the playoffs that year, by the way. They did go 16 and 4. Um, he allowed 20, 29 goals in 20 games. He had three shutouts. Like, just truly bonkers stats. Um, how about we talk about another guy, or another team, excuse me, that is way, way lower. Uh, let's talk about the 2008 Detroit Red Wings, who somehow made it all team, the way down to sixth. The fact that that team is at number six is disgraceful. I'm sorry. I will say that on this show. That is disgraceful. I remember that series, the Penguins Red Wings series in 08, like it was yesterday. I know I was only 10 years old at the time. I was going to be turning 11 that year. But that team was so freaking good. I was stunned the Penguins even took two games off of them. And remember, Penguins were less than a minute away from going home in game five. They scored the tying goal with less than a minute left before winning it in triple overtime to send it back to Pittsburgh. Peter Sikora was the one who... Called his shot, sent it back to Pittsburgh. Then the Penguins lost. Miriam Hosa, if you remember, Jay, mm-hmm. inches away from sending that game to overtime in the final seconds. But that team was loaded. Prime Pavel Datsuk, prime Henrik Zenderberg, Nicholas Lillestrom, who is the greatest defenseman I've ever watched in my life. You had Nick Cronwell, who can lay the boom. Chris Osga was playing well that year. You had Danny Cleary. You had Tomas Holmstrom, who is, I think, the best net front presence I've ever watched. Patrick Hornquist was right there too, but Holmstrom was awesome. You had Valtteri Filpula when he was still really good. You had Chris Draper, who was on that team. Chris Chelios was there. Justin Abdelkader. Brian Rafalski, who I think is probably one of the most underrated defensemen of this generation. He was incredible. That team was so good. And they ran through the league and they're ranked number six on this list. I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, again, The Penguins, they ran through the Eastern Conference that year. I'll put that out there. They they barely lost in those first three rounds. But when they played that Red Wings team, I think everyone realized, oh, crap. We actually have a real opponent we're playing against, and this team is awesome. They, my opinion, that's the best team in the cap era that's not close. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, There's another team that I want to talk about that's a little bit too high, but also I can kind of understand why. Well, no, I can't understand why people have ranked them this low because they ranked other teams that did a similar thing way higher. Um, The 2013 Blackhawks, who went, what was it? Was it 24 games losing in regulation? The stat stat is there somewhere. I know the locked on Blackhawks, yeah. 36 and 7 and 5 and 48 games went on a 24 game point streak, 21 and 0 and 3. Yeah, just truly, truly bonkers. They stats. crushed everyone. Um, won, won the cup, uh, did not make it look particularly difficult beyond uh, that series against the Red Wings. Where if the Red, if honestly, if the Blackhawks lose that series, I think that we don't talk like they blow that team up, you know? It's it, but, but just a wild, wild season. They won the cup. They ran through basically every team to get there. Um, Corey Crawford was outstanding. You've got Patrick Kane doing Patrick Kane things. Like uh, Patrick Kane had 19 points in 23 games. You know, just truly, truly bonkers stuff. Corey Crawford with a 932 save percentage in. They went 16, seven and two. That is so. That's the first playoff series that I remember. Is that series against the Bruins? That's when I started watching hockey. That was um, a good series. That like, that was actually the Blackhawks. They beat them, but if you recall that game six, it was up in Boston. Mm-hmm. The Bruins were close to sending that back 
for a second. Oh, yeah. They were, I mean, 16 seconds, you know? That's that's the thing, yeah, isn't that's, it? That's 16 seconds right away there. from it. But... I'm, I'm still salty. There was no Penguins Blackhawk series there because the Penguins got swept by the Ruins. And I wish we got to see Penguins Blackhawks when fun. all yeah. were in their primes. That would have been great. But that was still a quite a fun final. The Bruins gave them as much of a fight as they could. The Blackhawks were just that much better. Yeah. And I know the, the logic there that I'm thinking is that, well, they only played, what was it, a 48-game regular season. It doesn't count, like, it's a, a, a fake cup almost. Um, you know, the argument that you see a lot with the Tampa Bay teams, the one that won the cup in the bubble, and then they won the COVID-shortened, like, the, the shortened season um, a year later. But, yeah, this, they need to be way higher in my mind. Like, that... I don't remember what my rankings were exactly because we did these uh, last week, but like that was my top three was Kings, Red Wings, and Blackhawks. Not in that order necessarily. Um, we'll take a quick break and then we're going to talk about some teams that were probably way too high on this list. Uh, so that should be interesting, and I'm sure won't make people won't make people really mad. First, though, uh, we're going to talk about bird dogs because I'm wearing my bird dogs right now. I have been wearing them all day. I am super comfy. Uh, I have, I am cool. They look great. They fit great. Um, I can't say enough good things about bird dogs. I'd heard good things about them from other locked on hosts. Didn't believe them. I was like, these shorts cannot be as comfortable as people are saying. You know, it's, it's all hyperbole. It's not. These are the most comfortable shorts I've ever worn. And if you don't get them, you're going to regret it. Like, I just... They're the most comfortable clothes I've ever worn. And I worked from home through the entire pandemic. I am an expert in comfy clothes. These shorts are the best. And so go to birddogs.com, get your own. If you enter promo code LOCKEDONNHL, you're going to get a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LOCKEDONNHL or promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You're going to get a free white hat and you're going to be the comfiest person in the whole world. You're not going to take your bird dogs off. We promise. All right, we're back with Locked On NHL. I'm Jay Foster. This is Hunter Hodes. We are talking about cup winners, power rankings, who's too high, who's too low. We've gotten mad about people underrating teams. Now let's look at a couple of teams that are overrated. Um, let's start with the Vegas Golden Knights winning this year. One of the worst cup finals in recent memory for me. I can see that. I will say Vegas beat up a lot of teams along the way. That series against Winnipeg was honestly not close. They beat the Oilers. It was so funny. Everyone picked the Oilers to win that series. I'm like, mm -hmm. I think you all are underestimating Vegas pretty bad here. And sure enough, they go out there and beat them in six games. Western Conference final was you know, decent, but Vegas was still the better team. And then you're right. The Stanley Cup final was not good, partly due to the Panthers being so banged up. Ekblad was hurt. Kachuk has a broken sternum, can't even play in the final game, basically. I, I can definitely see why people ranked them that high, but I personally would have them a little lower in my opinion. Heck, we didn't even get to in the, in the last segment, Jay, the 2016 Pittsburgh Penguins yes, should not I be number four. Them. They should be an unreal team. That team, however, steamrolled. Sorry, go ahead. I want to make, I want to make one, one point here. That was it. That was a very, very good team. They were a pain in the butt to play against. If Zach Wierenski doesn't get hit in the face, that's a very different series. It's the next year. Next Is that year. the next year? Yeah, 2017. Oh, okay. Well, then I retract my point. The 2016 Penguins also beat us in the playoffs, I think. No, no that we didn't play them in the playoffs. I'm getting yeah. time is fake. Um, 
everyone dis- disregard all of this. Um, <laughs> the, the, yes, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the 2016 team, very, very good. Very annoying. <laughs> when Mike Sullivan took over, that team just went off. And down the stretch, it really all started in New Year's Eve of 2015 when they, I believe they went to Detroit, they crushed them. And I was like, okay, this, this feels a little different. And then from then on out, they just beat teams badly down the stretch of the season. They kicked the Rangers butts in the first round after Lundquist had just owned them the previous two years in the playoffs. They finally got that monkey off their back. They crushed the Capitals in the second round. The Lightning gave them a pretty big fight because that was, if you remember, that was Andre Vasilevsky's coming out party. I remember yes. I was like, who the heck is this guy? And I was like, okay, finally realized. Because they had just was. moved on from Ben Bishop because he yes. was really good and really hurt in the 2015 playoffs. And then, yeah, they they went from Ben Bishop, who I don't super rate as a goalie. I think his biggest skill was mostly large, but he was very good. Um, so they He's went straight from Ben good. Bishop to Andre Vasilevsky. And I'm like, this seems unfair. <laughs> Surely there's supposed to be some kind of growing pains in between. Uh, but yeah, somehow for me, I feel like this series or this, this playoffs, beating the Capitals was the biggest thing it felt like. You know, it felt like that team had... Th- those two teams, I feel like, have been each other's Achilles heels in and out. In the same way that I think the Washington Capitals beating the Penguins in 2018 was that, that was, okay, we've done that. Everything else is easy, you know? Yeah, yeah. that was... I'd, I'd forgotten how good that team was. I was thinking I was thinking of the 2017 um, Penguins. The 2016 Penguins were even better. That team was at the roster now, like just unreal. No, that team was better than the 2017 one. If you remember 2017, they didn't even win the cup with Crystal Tang playing. That's just, yeah. they, they goalied their way to a cup that year and they PDO'd their way to a cup that year. 2016, so they, they a fun them. fact, a fun fact about that. They beat the Sharks in the final, obviously. Yes. Um, Sidney Crosby still gets booed in San Jose. <laughs> Peng- and Penguins game, Sidney Crosby still gets booed, which is very funny to me. A person that loves, I love Sidney Crosby, but I also love to boo Sidney Crosby. Um, so that was, that's a fun little aside is that Sharks fans are still mad and it's been seven years. Yeah. I mean, it, it's always, I think, going to be like that. You know, looking at other teams on this list for a second, but I, I do agree Vegas is a little too high. Colorado 2022, I they got to come down a little bit. Not that much. That team was very good. Don't get me wrong. They also steamrolled everyone in the playoffs. They beat a, you know, people want to say that Tampa Lightning were tired in the final. Sure, but like they still knocked their socks off. They, they right. absolutely crushed them. The 2020 Lightning, you know, uh, I mean, th- that team was really good. They were loaded. So I can understand that, though they had a pretty couple of good series there. I believe one of them was against the Islanders in the bubble. The Islanders gave them one heck of a fight mm-hmm. two years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And that final was against the it was the Dallas Stars was the first one. The Montreal was Montreal the second one. Yes. Yeah. Montreal was 2021. Yeah. Which was also a really bad uh, that final stunk. Yeah. yeah. The 2021 was good though. Dallas gave them quite a good fight. I can understand ranking Tampa above a lot of teams because of how loaded they were. And, and they still are to this day. But I would still knock the 2022 Avalanche out of the number one spot. But I think I would still have them in that number, in that top five, in my opinion. Let's talk about the 2019 Blues. Because that ser- somehow that series, the one against the Bruins, has just completely disappeared from my memory. And it wasn't that long ago. And the, the Blues, I feel like people call them frauds a lot. They were riding on a very good Jordan Biddington performance and i'm looking at the roster and i'm like okay they were reasonably loaded but there wasn't like a i feel like oh you know what this was the time they were out of the playoffs 
by like January. And then they went on a massive tear, snuck in on the eighth seed, and then just destroyed everyone. I feel like that was the that was the blues. That was when Craig Berube was he he came in mid season, I believe. I don't think he was. Yeah, he was not the head coach for that full season. Berube was an interim at the time, and they just went in those playoffs. And for a team that had a lot of playoff heartbreak, man, their fans just went through it for all those mm-hmm. previous years. It looked like they were going to go on some serious cup runs when the teams were even more loaded. This one, no one expected it. That series against the Stars, if you remember, was awesome. Yes. And then they have that final against the Bruins. That's probably one of the best cup finals of the last few years. They're just game seven, especially with how the Blues were able to blow the, the socks off in, at TD Garden, to be honest. And, you know, that team was also – Pretty good. You know, you had Braden Shen there. You had Ryan O'Reilly, who was still the height of his power. You had Alex Petrangelo before he went to Vegas to help win a Stanley Cup. Jordan Bennington, let's face it, that's why he makes all the money today is because of how good he was in that final. He's not as good as he once was anymore, but he was electric for the Blues that year. And that team was, it was really fun following that run. The, the, the city was so invested in it. They kicked so much butt. I would move them up at least a little bit. I think they're definitely underrated right now by a lot of the hosts. Yeah, 100%. I feel like kind of the same thing for the... So, full disclosure, uh, the 2011 Boston Bruins win is before my time, but I have heard some stories about that series. And that so that was the... Um... Oh, God, who did they play? 2011 Bruins? Oh, that was... 2011 Vancouver. Bruins. That was the um That was the Vancouver Riot series. That was the Vancouver Riot series, you're correct. Yes. So like I would I would put that up purely because it almost burned a city down. And I feel like it deserves like Vancouver was gonna burn whether they win or lost. Whether they won or lost. I think in the same way that like Philadelphia has to go out and grease the telephone poles every time the Phillies win a game. Um so but yeah, that that was I don't know. I I I've heard a lot Tim of stories Thomas about that series, insane. and I feel like he that was, was the series that was a lot of craziness in. That 2011 final was awesome. Tim Thomas was on an unreal heater for the Bruins. You had They went down 0-2 to the Canucks. They come back. They, they storm back, I should say, win games three and four in Boston pretty handily. Game five, Vancouver wins. They go up 3-2. You're thinking, oh, this is going to be it. The Canucks are going to win the cup. Nope, they lose game six, and then they just get blown out at home in game seven, which obviously started the riots. And yeah, no, I, I was, I was correct. You know, Barubi coached 63 games for the blues during that 2018, 19 season. So he was an interim coming yes. in and then led them. Yeah. They fired them. Mike Yo, I believe. Yes. Right. Um, and they, they were in 31st place. Yes. Cause Vegas was there at the time. They were in 31st place on the 1st of January. And right. Then won the cup. Like it's a really good story. I just have somehow immediately just all of that series, all of that playoffs has just vanished from my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it's just it's a really good story. I think again, I would put that higher just because the narrative is fun. In the same would, way that like the, the, the say Kings were the eighth seed and they snuck in and and had and you know did a did a thing. You can even make an argument for the 2018 Capitals. They come in, they come back from two nothing down to the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. You remember that series quite well. They win, in over, they win the third game in overtime. They, yeah. So what they did was they they started with their backup goalie. Right. Uh, because Holtby wasn't getting it done, I guess, 
in this in the end of the regular season. So they start with a backup goalie, lose two games. Holtby comes in for the third game. Caps win in overtime. I believe Lars Eller scores that overtime game winning goal. They win the next three. They win the next three games straight, and then it's they get through Pittsburgh, their mortal enemies, and then it's Tampa Bay. Bay Yeah, I mean that was a. I mean. Obviously, you know, as someone who, you know, you cover the Blue Jackets, I cover the Penguins, annoying run because they beat both of the teams we cover. But, you know, it was nice to see Ovechkin get that cup. But the way they went through that run, everyone didn't think it was going to happen. This comes after the Capitals were the best team in the league 2016-2017. You look at the record that they had those two seasons in the regular season, they were the best team in the league. And they didn't get it done those two years. Everyone's like, nope, it's over. They come back, have a little bit of a down year in 2018. And then they just go through and win the Stanley Cup because that's just how it has to be. But I think that run doesn't get enough love from NHL fans, in my opinion. Yeah, it's one of those ones that you never think about. I think because it was there wasn't any like big thing, you know, um, like they didn't they were it wasn't record breaking and it wasn't um, like insane, you know, going sixteen and four like the twenty twelve Kings. It was just oh suddenly the Capitals have arrived and they're just going to very quietly and very neatly just kind of take care of each team and win a cup. For, yeah, I'm glad Ovechkin gets at least one cup. I don't know that he's going to get another one based on what the Capitals are doing this offseason and have been doing for a couple of seasons now. But that is that is beside the point. We're not going to talk about Tom Wilson's brand new contract on this show. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, and then I thought we'd finish off with something um, a little bit different. Uh, and so after this, we're going to talk about favorite runners up for the cup in just a second. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets. Nope, that's not correct. Welcome back to Locked On NHL. I'm Jane Foster. Uh, this is Hunter Hodes. Uh, and we have been talking about cup, cup winning power rankings, but I thought we've talked a lot about who's too high, who's too low. Uh, so I'm posing Hunter a question now. Um, who do you think is the best team that made it to the final and didn't win the cup? Wow. That's a, that's a, there have been some good teams that got absolutely boned. Good. That's a good question. What I I have an answer. I mean, I'm biased, but like those, those, that 2008 Penguins team was so good. (laughs) That team, I'm sorry. They mowed through the league. They crushed everyone in the Eastern conference. They, Beat the that was, was a year after they got crushed by the Senators. They learned real quick what playoff hockey was all about. Beat the Senators. They beat the Rangers. They crushed the Flyers. Go to their first final, and it it just sucks that they went up against the wrong team at the wrong time. I think that is one of the best runner ups of this cap era. I will also say that Bruins team that lost to the Blackhawks. That team was good. Mm-hmm. They kicked a lot of teams' butts that season and in the playoffs. They came back. Obviously, that comeback against the Maple Leafs. Everyone makes everyone the joke. loves the everyone loves the good. It was it was three one. Yeah, it was or three it was one. Yeah. <laughs> everyone likes to come the jokes about that. They then they win their second round series. They sweep away a really good Penguins team. They give the Blackhawks a fu- one heck of a fight. They weren't able to win that series. I, I really liked that Bruins team. Those are just two that really jump out at me personally right now. I mean, heck, even the 2009 Red Wings team. Yeah. They brought back both those guys and added Marion Hosa. I feel like both of those series could have gone. Marion Hosa could have two cups before 2010, you know, very easily. 
if the if the Penguins had won a cup, he probably stays with the Penguins, and it you know goes goes from there. Which that would be a I would love to see an alternate history like deep dive in what happens if Marion Hossa doesn't jump to the the Red Wings and then to the Blackhawks. He stays with the Penguins if they win the cup, but that's that's beside the point. Um, I also had the the 2013 Bruins on my list, and um, I also had the 2015 Tampa Bay Lightning on my list uh, because th- the Blackhawks, in my mind, were lucky to win that series. Ben Bishop couldn't move. Like, <laughs> he just couldn't move. And I believe the Stanley Cup winning goal was scored because Victor Hedman skated into his own goalie and then Patrick Sharp just took the puck and was like, well, I'm going to put this in the empty net. But if they've got a healthy goalie, that series is, it probably goes the other way because the Blackhawks mm. were struggling and they got really, really lucky, I think. That was a fun series. I believe mm. Tampa Bay was also a, 2-1 in that series before the Blackhawks rattled off three straight wins, if I, if I recall my history right. So. That was when the Triplets line was really in high effect. Everyone, I think, remembers. If that was the beginning of the like the domination Yes, the Lightning. I think that was like, and then you had, obviously, next year, Vasilevsky arrives, and then they just go from strength to strength to strength. Um, that was that was the series where I was like, oh, okay, we should pay attention to the Lightning because I don't know if the Blackhawks are going to get this done. And then... Ben Bishop's playing with half a groin and like that, that that's the end of his career really I think he struggled on for a couple more years in Dallas but uh that was I don't know that was just a really good team and I was watching that as a Blackhawks fan at the time and I was like man I'm worried about this I don't think they're I don't think they're gonna get this done and yeah they uh they got lucky so I'm, I'm putting the the 2015 Tampa Bay Lightning on my list for for runners up um I might put the 2022 Tampa Bay on as runners-up as well. That was a really good, that was a really fun final. But like you say, they played just so much hockey. Yes, they, you think about it, right? And this goes back years. You got the Stanley Cup final 2015, you got 2016, they get to the conference final, miss the playoffs. Then you get to an Eastern Conference final the next year, you almost get back to the final. And then, yeah, obviously have the crazy upset by the Blue Jackets, which I know you remember very fondly. And then you win the Stanley Cup. Then you win the Cup again. And then and you're forgetting as well. So that's the 2020 Stanley Cup was given out in August. Right. And then the season started again in January. And then they played through. And then they won yes. the Cup again in, what, July? So they won two Cups in 11 months. Right. And then the season started again in October. Like those, I, I think I feel like people don't realize just how condensed the last kind of three seasons of hockey is. Like we're only literally this was the first off season where everything is kind of back to schedule and free. Like free agency was on first of July and the draft was on you know the last weekend in June as opposed to like I feel like a couple of years ago free agency was like July twenty fourth because they were still trying to figure out how to get back from this crazy crunch. So like they played two full. Well, they played. An entire playoff series plus a play-in series. They played um, a shortened season, which was, what, like 50-something games. Then they played another entire playoff series. Then they played a full 82-game season and then another full playoff run, like in the space of, what, 22 months? 21 months? Just right. a truly they, insane they, amount of They played a lot of hockey, man. Time. Yeah, I mean, they've... Again, this goes back to 2015, those last seven, eight years, they played a ton of hockey. And it was bound to catch up. And you're going up against an Avalanche team that boasts Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog, Miko Ranson, and Kale McCarr, Sam Gerrard. We can go on and on. 
down the line top to bottom studs like just a really really one really of the deepest team. teams i've ever seen and yeah. it was no and, the, and, and i think people forget how good they were because they weren't as good this season but then you look at who was missing this season you know gabe landeskog probably gave his career to win that cup i don't know if he's going to play again um they lost uh miko rantanen oh no nate mckinnon was missing for a bunch of this season because he was injured like they have a lot of yeah. injuries this year they have a lot of injuries. and again people people forget very quickly how good a team is because if they're bad the next season it uh people are like oh well they must have been that good last season they must it must have been a fluke without you know right in the same way that i feel like um because vegas missed the playoffs not Obviously not this season, but this, I'm sure the season before Vegas either missed the playoffs or they just did. barely. And yeah, they missed the playoffs and they come on to win the cup the next season. And I think a lot of people, not people, weren't scared enough of the Knights of the Golden Knights this season. I feel like because they were like, well, they missed the playoffs last season, so why would there be anything to be scared about this season? <laughs> and they got one heck of a head coach. They have a deep mm-hmm. team. You had the biggest question was in goal, but that's when that out somehow Aiden <laughs> Hill, you know, hero comes out. Yeah, I mean, Aiden Hill, of all people. Really, a really fun. That's a really fun story. I love when goalies come out of nowhere. Like, um, we didn't mention the 2006 Carolina Hurricanes, um, but Cam Ward just kind of showing up as yes. the baby and dragging, again, dragging that team to a to a Stanley Cup is a really fun story. Um, so I think most of what a, we've discovered here is... A good Canes team. Hmm? That was a good Canes team, too. Yeah, exactly. Rob Brindamore just mowing people down, doing what Rob Brindamore does, you know. Um, but I think what we've learned here is that we disagree with quite a lot of this power ranking that's come out. Sometimes, and that happens. Sometimes we agree with the other hosts. Sometimes the other hosts are incorrect. Um, we can't help that. But uh, let's let's finish off. Who Who's your pick for best cup winner? Best cup winner? I kind of said it early on. 2008 Red Wings. Yeah, they are, I agree. They're the best team of the Salary Cap era. They had some of the best players in the league. They had the best defenseman on the planet at that time, even though he was a bit older. 2008 Red Wings are the best cup winner, in my opinion, followed by the 2016 Penguins. Yes, I disagree with the Penguins. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and go with I think the 2012 Kings for second place. But yeah, it's got to be the the 2008 Red Wings. Like you still hear, you still hear people talk about that season and that team. You know, um, just a really a really great well put together team that you don't see anymore it's going to be it's it's going to be interesting to see how this season i think shapes out because i think probably there's going to be a lot of teams that made the playoffs this season that didn't that don't make the playoffs next season so we'll see how it goes um that's all for today uh tomorrow rachel and probably nick i think uh will be will be coming to talk all about what is going on in the NHL. There's not a lot right now, but I'm sure they will find something fun to talk about. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. I'm the host of Locked On Blue Jackets. This is Hunter Hodes. He's the host of Locked On Penguins. You can find him on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, H-O-D-I-E-S. And uh, we'll be back with you next Thursday to talk about more power rankings or, I don't know, maybe we'll maybe we'll do something fun. Maybe we'll put all of the mascots in a Royal Rumble and see what happens. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on NHL continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms, on YouTube, on Sirius XM. And uh, we appreciate you, the everydayer, for showing up and uh, being cool. So until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>